1: relive your favorite era of wrestling with new gen on a mission wrestling war zone extreme three-way dance or the ruthlessly aggressive podcast keep in touch with the modern era with gc dub clotheslines and headlines you know what that means and viewers choice or sit down and nerd out with no holds barred wwe war or the wrestler that was it's summertime and the living is easy Because you've got the North-South Connection. NorthSouthConnection.com Now, to show our gratitude, we're not going to be like the other guys and jerk you around and bullshit you. We're going to tell you the truth.
2: Of professional wrestling, the era of the franchise, the era of the ECW. Oh, because don't ever let
1: me go more than words. Oh, my God! I ever need you to show?
0: This is the Queen of Extreme
1: Freeze scene.
0: And the franchise Shane Douglas. Will you want the lowdown on professional wrestling? Get it right here at this podcast, Extreme Three Way Dance. <laughs> I don't ready,
2: no. Take you back.
0: Do 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 do. Take you back. Take you back. Do 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 do. Take you back. Take I you don't back. know why do, 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 do. I should back. even
2: try. Back. Dude, 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 take you back in my life. You say there's a reason dude, 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 that you can't live without dude, 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 my love. What's up, Connection? Welcome back to the most violent and menage. That's five extremeness you'll ever experience on the extreme through a dance. Here, what's Connection? simulcast on uh, one of us is taking edibles but it wasn't me uh you can find that on uh both video here on youtube and audio on any podcast application a lot of our shows are simulcast these days we also have exclusives to each feed so we should check it out like if you like war games my partner and i from the rest of war zone chad campbell went through a tier list of every war games match stuff like that is only on video but then you have also some great shows all on audio, like the Ruthless Aggressive podcast, going through the Ruthless Aggressive era of WWE, plus much more. So check out everything we have to offer at northsoundaction.com. Follow us on social media as well. Of course, joining me tonight on this journey through the history of extreme are my good friends, Mr. Matt Souza and Ms. Jennifer Smith. How are you both doing?
0: Feeling floaty. Extremely good. In mm-hmm. uh, so an
1: extremely, go. extremely uh, allergy-like state, but here I am. <laughs>
0: Allergy, like
1: yeah. an allergen just... type, allergen type. That's what they oh, call me. What oh. are you
0: allergic to, Maddie?
1: Fucking everything, everything Any, anything <laughs> that's on a tree. I'm pr- pretty much you're just the grass, pollen, like me. Grass is pollen. on my list. Fucking yeah. grass, all it's of like the above with dust, with, grass, animals. No, that's like the one oh. thing, which oh, is weird. Lord. One would You're think like, that would be the one thing, but yeah, you like
2: a nice allergen free pillow for me, Maddie. So no. I'm glad to have you here. i going you know, rest, I've rest, been rest been called, gently on you throughout this episode. I've been called that before, wow. so that's very nice. Okay. Anyway, uh, here on this podcast, we're going through the history of ECW. We started in February 1994, we are here in late August 1998. We're in the fallout from heatwave. And on the March toward November to Remember, which is already, what, like the fifth or sixth one, right? It's crazy how many they've had on mm-hmm. this. I think the first one was 93, so mm-hmm. um, a lot of history in that show. All right, let's start things off. August 29th, 1998, we open Inside the Nest. Joey Style, Shane Douglas, and Francine, the Queen of Extreme, are with us. They're in the Madhouse of Extreme here in Queens tonight. And we go right to the ring where Chris Candido and Tammy Lynn Sitch are out. The crowd is happy as Sonny's here. She's strutting and dancing around. The fans want tits, but Tammy says no. Candido hypes himself up, but Tammy says they all came to see her ass. And she tells Storm to come out so she can slap him. Lance Storm does oblige. He comes out to booze. He questions Tammy's intentions and says that when he and Candido were a team, he was the better half. And now that the better half is Tammy from her chest down. Tammy slaps Storm and Candido hammers away until he bails out. Tammy says she's here to stay, regardless of who likes it. for anyone else, she'll send back, uh, send Storm back to Canada. It's a good open too, and and I think the biggest thing, and we, I think we talked about this in previous episode, um, with Tammy and her addition is that she's such a polished speaker and presenter oh, wow. in a large mm-hmm. setting that it really shows well and enhances everything. It almost it makes ECW feel bigger to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's. I guess you could argue she's the biggest star they have right now as far as like mainstream notoriety. And I think that shows in her ring presence, her awareness, the way she talks clearly and loudly and gets everything across. Like it feels like a bigger time thing. I I feel like this is an under the radar kind of low key big get. You wouldn't think so, uh, but it's again, no one's bigger than she is at the time that they have Mm -hmm. on the roster. So what do you think, Jenny, the opening?
0: Yeah, I liked it too. They are electric together. You know, they're just they have that magic and they work the crowd so well. Um and she knows just what she's doing and she they both do, really. Um they play it up and Lance Storm I don't know. He's getting better every time I see him.
1: Yeah, the new new Storm character, I think, is something that he kind of needed, because before he was kind of like wrestling robot from Canada, so he kind of needed something to, you know, whether it was a mouthpiece or just really learn how to talk on the microphone, which I think he's gotten really good at over the past couple of uh, weeks and months, so... And you know we've talked about it before. Uh, Tammy was probably at these shows anyway, so it makes oh, sense yeah. that you might as well you might as well use her on TV. Well, if she's
2: done with WWF, it's like why right. not bring her
1: in? I mean, she may right. as well it gets more gets get more get, eyes, yeah. more you know people who just follow Tammy, the sex pests or whatever that follow her, you know, <laughs> want want to see her in ECW. So why not?
2: Or even just her name, like, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of a running gag now, but she was the most downloaded superstar, most downloaded right. female on AOL in 1997. I do, or, seven or whatever. sure. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah obviously. was <laughs> loaded. Um, so, we get our opening animation, and then we get our opening match, as Spike Dudley takes on Big Sally Graziano. Mm-hmm. Big Sally wow. Graz, making his debut. 600 pounds and all smiles, he struts out. Spike marches out behind them. Joey and Shane aren't sure of his chances in this with an over 400-pound difference. We get an immediate you fat fuck chant as yep. we get going. Uh, Sal doesn't look 600 pounds. That's the best compliment I could give mm. him. I was
0: going to ask yeah. was that shoot or kayfabe? It's got
2: to be embellished. He's probably like four chains. Four. I think, is what yeah, he was four like. maybe. Yeah. I mean, he's tall, so he's maybe that's – yeah, that that adds to it, but I would say yeah. six seems unlikely. Yeah. Um, Spike quickly kicks him in the nuts and hits the acid drop for the squash. I, I don't, <laughs> yes! whatever. I mean, it's, yes. it's, we're continuously putting over Spike, obviously, as the um, underdog that can slay the Giants, right? That's his gimmick. Mm-hmm. Um, I was shocked to Sal drop like this at his debut, though, Matt. For yeah, I mean, just whatever. Yeah, I mean, it was a five second thing. I
1: mean, I debated not even rating it because it was so quick, but it was, you know, it, like you said, they're continuing to do the spike thing where he's just, you know, this whole giant killer thing that they they do. It is weird that this guy just loses in his debut, so that was a, that was a little weird, but I, it was still pretty cool for what it was. And spikes being pushed huge right now, so
0: I fucking love it. It's five stars. I did five stars. For Spike Dudley squash matches, like, because it's cool. I love it and I love Spike and I don't give a shit about Sal at this point. So, whatever.
2: All mm, right. Well,
0: it's five stars for me.
2: We're going to go from one it's Paisan perfect. to another one. But mm-hmm. as an interlude, we have. <music> All right, it is a time for our Italian lesson of the week, and tonight's phrase, mitsa Sega.
0: Mezza Sega.
2: Uh, mitsa Sega, which is the other one besides the Super Nintendo. <laughs> correct, correct. Right. Uh, not what it means here, though. Oh. It literally translates to mean half a saw, but it's used as a... Uh, Whatever derivative, der- 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 derogatory. Derag- derogatory term, Uh meaning lightweight or pipsqueak, and I thought that was fitting because we were just talking oh. about Spike Dudley. So mm. oh. that might be something that Sal would have said to him as he came in the ring. Look at this Mitzu Sega fungal. Right. And then Spike squashed. Off. Perhaps that was one day. Very
0: disrespectful. I don't like that
1: word. Maybe one day he'll call him that, like that f- fucking of Sega Ryan Gray, getting <laughs> in my fucking face.
2: Wow. Wow. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I'll get, a, I'll
2: get an angry message on that one. Yeah. <laughs> <We'll> kick, <laughs> your we'll kick your ass. Kick your ass. Fucking Crash Holly. All right. Let's get into the match. And we have Tracy Smothers taking on the Sandman. Mm-hmm. The FBI are in the ring. A Sandman slowly stalks through the crowd. Joey mocks Smothers. in his new nickname, that is the Maid Man. Douglas takes shots of Sandman. He almost gets in a Francine blowjob joke, but Joey cuts him off. <laughs> Joey shows us clips of last week when Credible, just incredible that is. Beat Sandman and battered him with a cane. We ease in. Sandman heats up, rolls to the floor, and cleans out Guido and Tommy Rich. Smothers takes over in the ring, but Sandman battles right back and fights off the whole crew. Sandman pilts everyone to baseball sides, and the FBI continues to stooge around outside as Sandman is all over them. Sandman hangs Tracy on the top rope and cracks him with a slingshot guillotine. He puts Smothers up top as a top-rope Frankensteiner, but little Guido makes a save. Smothers doesn't take advantage, and Sandman gets a back suplex for two. Guido helps again, and Smothers gets two on a kick. Rich nails Sandman with the flag, and Smothers has a drop kick for two. Sandman fights them all off and finishes Smothers with a white Russian leg sweep using the cane. Jason comes to the ring, and Sandman canes the shit out of him. Chastity comes in as well, but Sandman grabs her until, of course, Just Incredible shows up and canes Sandman from behind. The FBI help Incredible smashes Sandman with a series of cane shots to the head and hits a that's incredible as well and douglas says credible reminds him of himself more and more by the day uh there's a fun little sprint squash the fbi stooge around sandman fending him off gets to win a uh, good post match too we're keeping the sandman credible feud which has been pretty solid uh, rolling along so jenny went a star and a half on this little piece of business
0: I did uh, one and three quarters It was like felt like a random matchup I mean Mm. I don't mind it because I like watching Smothers for whatever reason And I always love Sandman So it's a fun little Messy brawl and I really like it When Jason got caned Um i was gonna say something but i will not do that um but then i did Mm -hmm. not like it when um sandman got caned um just incredible's pretty wicked on with that cane not as Mm -hmm. wicked as sandman but he's getting there um my note at the end says fuck so um yeah they they were hitting hard with the canes matt
1: Yeah, I went one and three quarters on this, too. It was uh, pretty fun, Uh, a little bit sloppy, but still pretty fun for what it was. Kind of turned into a handicap match at points with just the nonstop FBI interference, which I get because it's fucking sandman they're in there right. with so it makes sense that it's going to take four of them to take out one uh one man with a cane so the cane shots were brutal like you said the uh jason getting uh all those cane shots was uh quite rough on his port but apart uh, but yeah a pretty decent enough little uh showcase for sandman here so one and
2: three quarter all right we got six man tag action up next as the Dudley boys team with I'm sorry, uh, not six minutes. We have a, a three-way dance. Yeah, yeah. As the Dudley boys will be taking on Rob Van Dam and Sabu and Chris Candido and Bam Bam Bigelow. After a break, the Dudleys are in the ring with booze pouring down. Tag titles are on the line in this rematch. RVD and Sabu chug out with their gold and Fonzie. Shane rants about RVD as we get our intros. Shane says he has a plan. Him and Francine head to ringside and out of the nest. They hop in the ring and says RVD and Sabu have too much gold. The Dudleys have climbed the ladder too fast and the triple threat needs to be in the equation. He wants to change with three-way dance. So I'll come Candido and Bigelow and away we go. Bigelow is looking pretty slim. I thought here as he comes yep. out, mm-hmm. uh, Joey talks with Sh- talks about Shane's obsession to get gold away from RVD and Sabu. All six guys are brawling. Everyone pairs off in and out of the ring. Uh, Bubba punches a chair into Sabu as Candido's hot uh, all over Devon. They rotate through positions, but uh, ba- uh, Bubba gets a nice back suplex on Sabu. Bubba snaps Sabu down with the power bomb and everyone else is brawling on the floor. Back inside Bigelow blocks at RVD Rana with a power bomb RVD counters a second one goes to thir- uh, for a third two and falls on Bigelow RVD goes up top and gets a high cross body and then goes right back for a missile drop kick. Bigelow bails out and RVD heads up top and dives into him Candido sets up a chair he tries to springboard into blah blah blah, blah, blah but catches him and flips him into the floor. Bigelow and Bubba then have a showdown and set up for a big man collision, but they wait forever because Francine is tying up Jim Molyneux. Molyneux is blinded from her. He turns and staggers and ends up squished between the big boys. It was really awkward. Like, the timing was all Mm -hmm. off. They tried to make it kind of seamless, but it failed. Uh, Bigelow ends up covering Bubba, but there's no ref. The brawl continues until Taz's music hits. He stalks out and cleans house on everyone. In comes Shane with the belt, but Taz sees him. Douglas begs off and slips free as the Dudleys nail Taz and try a 3D but Taz counters that into a Taz mission on Bubba in a cool-looking transition. Devon tries to make the save, but RVD blocks him, and Taz leaves to stalk after Shane. Bigelow covers Bubba, but Sabu makes a save. Candido gets a top row splash on Bubba, and the Dullies are eliminated. RVD and Sabu work over Candido, but RVD misses a split-legged moonsault. We get a weird spot where Candido runs around with a chair and slams into the corner, just odd. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you
1: know,
2: puts RVD up top, and it's complex. Bigelow tries a rocket launcher, but comes up empty as Candido slams to the mat. RVD buries him with a frog splash, and Sabu goes for the camel clutch. RVD has a drop kick on him. RVD and Sabu hit Rolling Thunder on Bigelow, and Fonzie gives them a table. Bigelow tries to fight the champs off, but Sabu bullwogs him to the table. RVD missile drop kicks a chair into Candido, and the champs retain in a very good match with a couple odd spots um, with that ref bump and then the Candido, you know, three stooges bit. Uh, you know, the tag stuff I thought's cool, even though it messed again with the flow too in there. May have been better if that was in, after the match. Uh, the Dudley's went out kind of easy too. Like they got this big push going, but they're still not being presented strongly within the con- confines of the tag division. Um, things got hot after they left. I like the final stretch. RVD and Sabu continue to be dominant. Shane keeps wanting their gold back. Uh, a good main event, but not as great as it had the potential for. So I went three stars, Jenny. Um, I liked it, but I, I would have liked it better without some of the couple of weird, you know, botches in there. And then, again, I think the Taz stuff would have been better served to happen after the match.
0: I would agree with you on the Taz stuff. But uh, Taz did look pretty cool running in there like that. Uh, And um, he had some pretty good moves when he um, kind of cleaned house there. I liked um, Bam Bam in this match. Boy, he he just never gives up. And he's always on somebody's ass and just hitting cool moves. Um, I like him. and Bubba ray's face off there the big boys and uh rolling thunder always looks awesome um finish i don't know it it was hot but i'm tired of rvd always winning the fucking match i don't know <laughs> i'm wearing an rvd shirt as i say That's, that yeah um so yeah i just feel like he always wins everything um
1: He's
2: protected. And, and I mean, he's, and he's one thing you can everything. say about ECW is they have a couple guys that are super protected. Taz mm-hmm. is pretty protected. He's had a couple losses though, uh, but RVD is very outside uh, of his feud with Sabu. RVD is very protected. Yep. Yes,
0: it, it's. Am I getting tired of it? Or are we getting tired of it, Maddie? I did three stars.
1: Yeah, I'm with you guys. I win three stars on it, too. Uh, definitely more uh, more sloppy than I think we're used yeah. to. I mean, that, that, that spot where both Bubba and Bam Bam, they're just standing there in the three-point stance, like, come on, let's go. We gotta fucking move here. <laughs> like, just super awkward. It felt like yeah. it lasted forever. And imagine being in that ring and they're just standing right. there like, nobody's over here. Fuck, let's go. Shit. Like, I can't. I was getting nervous just fucking watching it. But once the Dudleys went out, I thought the match really picked up. And I thought when it was uh, RVD and Sabu, and then Candido and Bam Bam, I thought it was really great. But yep. I just, I just think, and we've seen matches like that before. It's kind of like another one of those triangle matches where it's like a tale of two halves, where there's too much going on when there's three teams or three guys, and then once they cut one of them out, it right. improves. So. Mm-hmm it was still fun. Like I said, I went three stars on it, but it was definitely missing something that and uh, missing what, you know, these guys are capable of. So three stars for me. All
2: right. Joey says that was just one hour of action from Queens and we get a recap of it and a slate saying they will be back in the madhouse on September 17th. I noticed that we'll see this become a trend now. They're doing this more like, Making it like they're live in the building. There's mm-hmm. stuff going on. Here's an hour's worth of the TV. Mm-hmm. When we're we coming back, like they're really trying to promote that circuit a little bit more and yeah. hype up the, the cities as well as the shows. So mm-hmm. um <clears throat> all right, awards time. Uh best match. I went with the uh triple threat tag. Yep. Uh
0: spike versus Sal.
2: That was my right. worst match. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Um, I guess worse would be smothers and Sandman.
2: Uh, best moment I went credible attacking Sandman. I thought that was pretty good. It added heat to the feud. Um, he beat him down pretty good with the cane. Mm. All
0: yeah, right, yeah, that works.
1: That's uh, Spike winning is pretty big too over Sally, but I, I think yeah. it's gonna be credible. Uh, most '90s I went with Big Sally. Not yeah. a, there's not not
2: much else going on. But he's a very '90s yeah.
1: thing. He's he's a very '90s. Yeah, even his look is very '90s. The, jor- the jorts and the yeah.
2: Uh, stock rising, I had Credible. I had Taz, RVD, Sabu, I guess Spike.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and falling, I would say I had...
0: Tammy as well.
2: Yeah, Tammy. Yep. Yeah, that's a good one. And falling, I had Sal. I mean, it was a tough, for <laughs> tough Sal. debut for Big Selling rats. Yeah, tough
1: way to show up
2: getting beat by a five foot nothing man in yeah, yeah. five seconds. I wasn't too high on this episode. I went five and a half. Usually mm. the Queens ones I like a lot. I, just, I think that. That three-way was like the make-or-break for me. It ended up just being fine um, when I thought that could have been like a classic. And then the other stuff was just kind of there. So I I didn't think this really was like a must-see or, you know, episode that popped or anything.
0: Yeah, I thought the flow was weird in this episode. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, um, Does does it feel overproduced yet? You know, are we doing like too many mixing and matching of like what you see in an episode and like i don't know like maybe i don't know um i'm gonna do six
1: yeah i went five and a half on it too i feel like it's uh the weakest episode of tv we've seen in a while it was still okay like it was still average but compared to some of the stuff we've seen recently it's uh definitely a downgrade
2: all right, let's go ahead a week to September 5th, 1998. This would be Labor Day weekend of 1998. And uh, infamous one as a Jets fan. It was a big game with the 49ers and the Jets. Glenn Foley had a huge game. It looked like he was going to be the future, and then he got hurt. That kicked off. The, oh, uh, weird. Uh, oh, the, t- t- the more things but, change. <laughs> but that season uh, ended up being a great one. Vinny Testaverdi took over. And uh, ended up going to the AFC Championship game. So there you go. Wow. Uh, it was also the 49ers won in overtime. Garrison hurst had like a 90-yard touchdown run in overtime. So I remember yeah. well. That I was gonna the- say, what do you have that game on tape memorized? I, mer- <laughs> I, I it's a core football memory for me. I remember it. <laughs> wow. Because my parents every year we had like a big Labor Day party, mm-hmm. and it was usually on the Sunday. And I remember going in and like catching, like seeing the end of the game. I was like, what yeah. the fuck? Like 90-yard touchdown run. Um. <laughs> Anyways, we get our opening animation, then we head into The Nest, where Joey Styles, Shane Douglas, and Francine are. And we go right to the ring. We're at the ECW Arena tonight. Lance Storm taking on his ex-tag team partner, Chris Candido. Storm heads to the ring. He has a new sexy lady with him. She's all smiles. Oh, boy. Shane calls her Monica Lewinsky wannabe. Storm tells us her name, Tammy Lynn Bitch. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. No implants, no fake blonde hair, uh, nor not the imposter fake with Candido. The sunny days are not over for Storm. And the lady in the ring is the one that did the favors for Vince to get a job, and a revolving door in the locker room to keep that job was, in fact, the heartbreak chick. The crowd is all over Storm here. Shane says Candido's going to beat him badly for this. Candido and Tammy come out. Joey apologizes for the rumors Storm is pushing, and how it could affect those involved. Uh, he also says that this is actually Tammy's ECW arena debut, which is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, Candido's shredded. Uh, tan revved up. He's got Tammy with him. They pose in the ring. After a break, we get going. He's chopping away, catches Storm in a leapfrog. Flops to the mat before battling into with a clothesline. We get a flurry of reversals into a Candido victory roll for two. Storm blocks into the victory roll of the German, then slaps and slugs Candido around. Candido knocks Storm outside, heads up top, and meets him with a dive. Candido works him over outside, but Storm turns the tide, flips him onto a table, puts him through with an elbow. Storm stares Tammy down. We head back where Storm hammers away until Candido mounts a hot comeback with a leg sweep and a New Jersey jam for two. Storm comes back with a great drop kick. Targets the back, cranks a tight chin lock. Candido slugs free, gets a power slam to trigger a quick flurry. Hits a running powerbomb for two. Storm turns the tide by slamming Candido off the top. Nails a handspring splash. Gets on another light suplex. Candido crotches Storm up top. Storm slips free, tries a Rana. Candido counters that into a sloppy powerbomb, A Bitch breaks it up. Uh, it breaks up the cover. Very awkward spot. She kind of miss times, so and the ref just stops. Tammy comes in. We get a classic ECW cat fight. Tammy strips her down. Storm tries to suplex Tammy, but Candido clocks him with the chain, and Tammy rolls through and cradles Storm, and the ref counts three. I don't. <laughs> Look, 98 ECW has been great, but they're starting to do this like yep. more of this weird comedy slash yeah. nonsensical shit that's like, who cares? It's ECW. The fans don't give a fuck. Like, why is Tammy getting the pin? Why is the ref counting? It's like, it more and more is, you know, it's like another show in 1998 that went into veered off into a little bit cartoonish uh, culture. That was Seinfeld. <laughs> uh, season oh, season, season right. nine. I thought, very meant, car- I thought you meant Frasier. <laughs> well, that too, but it's, it's that trope of like shows toward the end of their run where they just kind of run of ideas and start mm-hmm. to like get a little uh, goofy and like yeah, where yeah. Shit not re- yeah. as realistic. Um, this is very similar to that here. Uh, I felt Mm-hmm. A really fun match, though. Great chemistry. The pacing is always great. These guys, um, the botches and the finish hurt it. Um, the crowd dug it. It was cool for Tammy to be so over, but just have them fight. Why is she pinning storm? Like, it made no sense. Uh, is supposed to be real wrestling, right? That's what Joey says. It's not Monday night, it's not sports entertainment, it's not cl- like, why is this? Just- makes no sense, Matt. I went three and a quarter. I like the match a lot, but the finish really <laughs> grinded my gears. <laughs> I can tell.
1: Uh, <laughs> I went three stars on it and. The match is good, right? These guys have a baseline of, like, three stars at this point. They can go out there and sleepwalk their way to a great match. but And they're trying to do something new with uh, Tammy Lynn Bitch. That's bitch spe- spelt B-Y-T-C-H, which is a nice touch. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they need something more than just, like, a regular match at this point. Like, we've seen it. They've wrestled each other, like... 500 times,
2: it feels like. Well, you right. wonder if they're going to set up a mixed tag off of this. I mean, it right. seems like that'd be the natural evolution.
1: If they need something like either a, like a an I Quit match, a cage match, something. Because, I mean, this match was more violent, I feel like, than we've seen in the past. So, like, if they keep going that route, I think it'll be good. But I don't know it feels like they were trying to do have a great wrestling match but also trying to be more violent at the same time and they didn't quite pick a lane and go with it so I went three stars on it it was still a great match because these two guys can like I said just sleepwalk their way to a great match so but I feel like we're kind of at a point now we've seen these guys wrestle each other a bunch we need something more I think Jenny
0: I like how you like shit on the match and then you're like well I mean it was a great match so like, thank
1: you I'm great at that Chris Colo playbook
0: yeah Yeah, a little bit (laughs) um okay number one um lance storm was like really a little bit brilliant uh in his little (laughs) introduction of like he he was it was peak like promo brilliant for him and uh i i thought she she played really well too you know just really um playing it up to the crowd and also with lance storm they seem like a really good team already like
2: um, I'm guessing she's going to be fairly green. I mean, because she seems a little awkward in there yeah. right, right now, but we'll see. But it she's was there. Wait, wait like, there
0: was, you know, and to me, I it was, it did feel a little bit mixed tag-ish to me. So I wasn't yeah. surprised really by the finish. And also you're going to show the sex appeal that's part of why you have the women in the match is to sex up this feud which like maddie says we've already seen this crap before so they put the women in there to sex up the feud when you just need to kind of end the feud so they're trying to like make it more layered like as a story but really
2: Mm -hmm. it looks kind of it's fine if she goes to pin him and like Maybe Candido counts to three, and they celebrate. Like, it's just the ref counting three kills me, kills it for me. Like, Mm -hmm. the ref is supposed to be upholding some kind of rules to this, and, like, it's stupid, and then it counts as the win. But if you just do a Candido counts it, and they laugh and run away, like, I don't – it doesn't bother me at all. But the ref counting it, and then Joey's like, and they win! It's like – like, it doesn't make no sense, you know? Like, we're going to see more of that as we go forward. But um, it's starting to bug me a little bit. Like, I just think it's getting a little – Goofy and cartoony, and this is gonna draw the. I'll get my notes from Rocco in a couple, of, a couple of weeks. And <laughs> no, explain well, to me I th- why I'm wrong. But <laughs> I think I did say
0: last time that this is what you get with Tammy Lynn. You get fuckery and bullshit. Yeah,
2: but it's beyond her. They're doing this stuff everywhere. Like yeah, it's no, not just but... with her. I think you're just getting this with like, in general. That it's opening, get it up to like this. They're supposed to be presenting themselves as the real wrestling alternative, the hardcore alternative this is like goofiness that you shouldn't have. That's all it's minor, but it's like, as I'm watching, it takes me out of it. I'm like, okay, <laughs> like it's supposed to be, you know, very angry feud. And like, it's not even a real fall again. Yeah. Just if don't have the ref count. And I'm fine with it. It's just dumb that the ref is counting it as a fall. Okay. All right. So the next we go, where Francine's flirting, we head right back to the ring from there. And we have our next match is big Sally Graziano is back. My <laughs> back in the house to take on John Cronus. Big Sal's all smiles what? despite last week's loss. Uh, Style still says he's 600 pounds. Shane says he's a behemoth. Uh, Jeff Jones is the ref. He's in a boot with a broken foot. Cronus stalks out. Shane says he has uh, R-word strength and gives examples and keeps oh saying, it. Keep oh saying it. Keeps saying it. I'm censoring mm-hmm. it, but he says the whole thing. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, so no bueno. Uh, but he does say Cronus did carry Saturn to the tag team titles, which is funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Bob Ortiz says blasphemy. Yeah, God. a little bit. Yeah. No. Uh Bob Ortiz says Sal's 501 pounds. So that's probably the real weight. Uh Shane uh, and Joey disagree with that. Uh 501 seems realistic to me. I, I would have said four change, but five oh one it's, a- it's yeah. closer, probably. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, it's what closer. you Um so so they disagree. Sal attacks to the belly, splashes Cronus in the corner, hits a Samoan drop and squashes Cronus. So big turnaround. Yep. Um, he could be a force. We'll see. Tough loss for Cronus. Like, I think we could have used someone else here. Give me a Pablo Marquez or whoever. Like, oh, I, I think they could have protected Cronus a little more than they did here. I wasn't like the biggest fan of using him for this. It makes Sal look tough, but he just dropped a spike a week ago. So it's like, yes. again, what are we doing? We're just kind of random in the booking here. So half a star for me, Jenny.
0: Mm, yeah, this one's tough. I love Cronus, and I hate seeing him like this kind of <laughs> fell of himself. Because he used yeah, to be—he
2: like,
0: uh, used to be like electric, you know, crazy and
1: boogie,
0: have woogie, all this personality. And, and now we got nothing. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's sad it's to watch. It. I did a pity one star, Matt.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I had to go dud on it. Uh, it's been a year of uh, tough losses for Cronus, I feel like, ever yeah. since Saturn left in it. It really
2: feels like they're just he's kind of just a jobber at this point. So, well, for a while, he at least had the Gangstonators thing going on where he, right. you know, they were getting a push as a tag team. So, um, all right. So. Jeff Jones gets in the ring. He introduces Sally Gratz as the first 600-pound ECW star. So, again, roll all over the place of the weight. Okay. He says he was screwed in Queens, but not Philly. And Jones has his back, and he calls out any big monster in the back to challenge Sal. Sal will squash their ass. You can see where this is going, right? So mm-hmm. the cross champ for Spike. Highway to Hell kick hits in. Out comes Spike Dudley. Uh, he comes in, dodges the clothesline, hits a low blow, and another acid drop. Now there's another ref in. He counts three. So Spike again pins Sal. Uh, but to me, it's counterproductive. Like Sal looked awesome destroying Cronus, and his job's to Spike again in a re- repeat of Queens. Like, who is benefiting from this? Like Spike kind of looks. T- I, I was gonna say Jenny. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if it even helps Spike. Like it's because his mate is almost. I guess it's not fluky, but it's like he's kicking him in the balls. Um, you make Cronus look real bad. Like Sal destroyed Cronus, yeah. and then Spike comes out and beats Sal. This does nothing for Sal. I, I feel like we're losing the narrative a little bit of what may has made ECW so good over the last few years. And that is cohesive. Even if the stories were crazy, there was at least cohesion to, and made, made sense week to week. Right. Mm-hmm. And yes, there's a lot of 50 50 back and forth, but that's because everyone was presented on the same level. This to me is like, is Sal supposed to be a threat? Is he not supposed to be a threat? If he's not, why is he squashing Cronus? Who's a kind of a, not a protected guy, because the guy's been around for a while and still presented as a tough guy and why if he's not going to be protected or if he is and why is Spike beating him twice like i just wasn't a fan of all this
0: i can't defend it i just really enjoy it i don't there's something about it uh i, I don't know i just i got nothing in the way of explanation it just got to defend my cuisine you know it's very <laughs> it's entertaining to me it does have that wild chaos thing that even though it's anti ECW, it's also kind of very ECW. Like they're just doing dumb shit, like in the just to pop the crowd, you know, just for Spike.
2: fucking oh. me to see.
0: Spike, I don't I don't know. I, I I don't care about the booking of Sal. You know what I'm saying? It's, fuck him. Wow. Wow. Fuck him. It's all put about
1: Spike. Him, put him right in the barnyard, all. Yeah, He's been here him. for 30 seconds and fuck him already. That fuck.
2: He's had that? like a minute and a half. of matches He's, had,
1: right? He's had two matches that have lasted 15 <laughs> seconds total. But- it's like Ronda oh, Rousey in fuck UFC. Fuck him, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> All
2: yeah. right, back to the ring we go. Do you have anything to say about that show, Matt? Uh, no, it was the same that's thing as up. the Elks. <laughs> uh, Tracy right. Smothers taking on Tommy Rogers. A big FBI presence. The FBI yep. are dancing after a break. Rogers is in the ring all over Smothers to start. Rotten balls are on the floor. Uh, they have Rogers back in this first match since the so- shoulder injury for him. Tommy brings the heat until Smothers goes to the eyes. Rogers comes back with strikes, cleans out the FBI. Tommy Rich smacks Rogers with the flag. Smothers cracks him with the knee right out to Rich. Guido stomps away, but balls and Axel save. Axel crushes Guido with a chair shot, chases off Rich, and then hammers away on the bloody Guido. Smothers runs Rogers to the post. We head back inside where he peppers Rogers with punches and kicks. Rogers cracks Smothers as he comes off the middle rope. Wins a slugfest. Rogers slams him. Hits a springboard back elbow for two. Rogers goes back up. Hits a high cross body for two. Ducks a Smothers kick, but Smothers goes low to block a Tomikaze. Hits a sidewalk slam for the win. And a rare clean win for the FBI. This is a, a fine little veteran bout. Something you'd probably see on any smoky mountain or uswa type program uh perhaps the nwa back in the day uh nice to see tracy get a win but just kind of eating up tv time here uh and you know putting rotten balls out in your eyes uh two and a half stars for me Maddie. Yeah, I mean, a uh, very random match to just throw out there. Like, okay,
1: t- uh, Tommy Rogers is back. That's pretty cool, I guess. I mean, the match was totally fine for what it was. Like, honestly, probably better than I was expecting. I went uh, a two and a half on it, too. Just no real slow spots at all. It was super energetic. They kept things moving. So <laughs> I enjoyed this for what it was. So uh, two and a half for me. And uh, hopefully uh, Tommy Rogers is recovering from his nephew uh, blowing out his Achilles. Hmm. Different spelling. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, we joke. I'll just I'll just go fuck myself then.
0: More importantly, that's
1: good
2: standing advice for you.
0: <laughs> Tommy Rogers' hair is back, so that's all that I really care about. Um, he is rocking that stupid ass ponytail, but I really like him in this match, so I'm gonna give him a break for his hair. And this is chopped up, so we don't get to see – I think we get to see the best of it, and that's why we all kind of really liked it. Mm -hmm. So I did the two and a half as well, and uh, I like to see a clean win by the FBI. That's weird. Also, Shane and Joey are bickering the whole time Mm -hmm. on commentary. Mm -hmm.
2: I really have enjoyed Shane on commentary, but I'm kind of getting – I'm kind you're of ready, like, afraid You're to like, head back you're to the like ring. Joey.
0: You're ready for him
2: to go. Yeah, I'm to kind of ready him for him to get back to the ring. <laughs> I feel like he's getting close because he is, he's yeah. ramping up the gimmick more. And that's generally how this works with like guests, like when guys are hurt and doing something else, when they start to ramp the gimmick up again, mm-hmm. you, it's like they're getting close to getting out of this role and, and reminding us that he's a prick heel and why we should hate him. So uh, Joey hypes up the heat wave home video release. And then we get to our main event, which is the Sandman taking on Justin credible and Jason. Credible is out with his full entourage. Joey says, Jason is the prettiest of the crew. <laughs> Sandman stalks out with a beer and a cigarette. It takes a very long time out in the fans. Yes. Joey says, the loser of the match will get caned 10 times. The first time we're going to see this since three years ago. He kind of vamps while Shane's doing his thing. Uh, Joey says, only three men have faced Sandman in a Singapore K match. Tommy Cairo, our old friend. Tommy Dreamer and Mikey Whipwreck. And uh, Sandman says, you know, getting hit with a cane, or Shane says getting hit with a cane fucking sucks, and that he swings like Sammy Sosa. Jason starts. Sandman beats him around. Credible won't tag in, even though Sandman wants it. Jason's begging for it. Sandman pounds with Jason until Jason lands a kick. Incredible finally tags. Credible hammers away, but Sandman shrugs him off. Incredible bails. Sandman heads out and beats on Jason some more, as Credible avoids. Back inside, Jason takes advantage of a Credible distraction, hits an Enziguri. Credible now wants to tag. He comes in It's a shoulder breaker and stomps away. Jason's in. They hit a double drop kick as the crowd is all over them. Really good vibe here. Jason hits a shoulder breaker as well. They continue to double-team look pretty cohesive. Jason gets a one count, but Sandman comes right back and DDT's Jason for the win. Credible and his crew tried to bail out, but Style says all stipulations are legitimate in ECW. Not where a haircut match just means a crew cut. Of course, that was a shot at SummerSlam where Jeff Jarrett Mm -hmm. wants a haircut match to X-Pac and just got a crew cup. Uh, John Finnegan's in the ring and says, Jason needs to return or be banned. So he slides in. Samman tells Jason to assume the position and he obliges, and Samman lights him up. As always, it's really tough to watch. And you get yeah. some sympathy for poor Jason, and kudos That's to him nice. taking this beating. Uh, Credible tries to sneak in, but Samman just crushes him in the head with the cane shot and then crushes Jason again. Nicole Bass comes in, Samman takes her out with a let- Russian leg sweep. Credible comes back, and now he wrecks Samman with the cane as well. So. Fun match. I like the strategy in it with Credible, just letting Jason take the beat, uh, beat mm-hmm. down at the cane shots. Good heat there. Uh, Credible's just loaded in the arena. Mm-hmm. Sammy gets some payback with a win. We get some nice heel stuff woven in and a good post match. I- I've liked this feud so far. I'm like most of Credible, honestly. Um, I know like at the time, maybe it wasn't that feeling yet, mm-hmm. but uh, I know it's coming, but right now he's, he's been fine to me as like a, just a smarmy heel. Um, trying to punch above his weight and doing whatever he can to use, use whatever he has at his resources. So he's continuing to rise here. This was simple and effective. Jenny went two and a half stars.
0: Yeah. He's really taken out the, the ECW uh, mm-hmm. originals one by one, right? Feud by feud, getting his shit in and looking great doing it. I mean, I, I love his work here with Jason where he's not tagging into the match. Sandman still, beating the shit out of jason every fucking minute that he can um he's not going down without a fight for sure i love it how long his entrance takes it's like almost as long or maybe longer than the entire match Mm -hmm. afterwards but he really soaks up the entrance still he's still to this day soaking or to that day soaking it up every time um which i love and um i thought the cane shots were fucking unbelievable uh jason really honestly i never ever ever felt sorry for him or felt like he was tough in any way but he did take those cane shots so um kudos to him for that i guess and then um you know the beating at the end was brutal so i did two and three quarters matt
1: so I went two and a quarter on the match and that's mostly because I feel like I've said this every week because we've seen a lot of them. I don't like handicap matches. It's a me thing, but mm-hmm. I, 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 for what it was, it was fine. I thought, uh, credible's heel work was really well done in the match so that how he, you know, he didn't want to tag and let Jason basically get his shit kicked in for the entire thing. It was really well done. And I enjoyed the post match too. the post match. I thought it was great. Uh, Sandman was just fucking laying into them with those cane mm-hmm. shots. They were brutal. So it was well done but again it just comes down to a personal thing for me I just don't like handicap matches so but it was well done for what it was
2: so 2 and a quarter all right awards uh best match of me was candido and storm
0: um
2: yep let's
1: see.
0: no no I got a spike uh, yeah yeah
2: right. that's mm-hmm. my worst match yet again uh-huh. yep uh <laughs> best moment I with the cane stuff at the end of yep. the main event
0: yeah that was sick <laughs>
2: Mm-hmm. Most 90s, Tammy Lynn bitch uh, with a yeah, Y. That
0: was awesome.
2: And then uh, Sammy Sosa reference, very <laughs> 90s. The Monica uh, Lewinsky reference, yes. too. Yeah, oh, yeah, that and, uh, one. I feel like I write that every time, but. It's like, yeah. They make so many of them. They're obsessed with it. Yeah. Uh, Stock Rising, I went Candido and Tammy, incredible. Kind of stood out the most for me. Yep. I'm not giving mm-hmm. it to Spike. I don't care. I hate it. <laughs> wow. Oh, Shots fired. Right.
0: You do you, boo.
2: Stock falling, I went Storm, Candido finish, Cronus, and yeah. Sal's weight, which is up and down. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very it's, fluctuating. It's, no. it's, it's rising
1: like the, and falling. It's like
2: the stock market. <laughs> uh, final grade for me, 6.5 out of 10. I did like this episode better. I felt like some more stuff happened. I like that main event. The furthering of the same incredible feud was good, so I, I enjoyed it.
0: I'm at 7 out of
1: 10. I went 6, a notch lower, but still better than last week.
2: Alright, let's go ahead a week to September 12th, 1998. We get a very random uh, singer, Rob Zombie, hypes ECW. Yeah! Yeah, he did. And then we get an opening animation with a slate, promoting ECW Extreme Music, featuring Rob Zombie, coming October 27th. And, uh, Adam Murray and I had the CD in college, and played it endlessly throughout our freshman year <laughs> and beyond. It was a, a great CD. It was It was kind of a cover CD, like it had the real songs that these guys use, but they had, like, different bands doing them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's a good CD. You should search it out. I'm sure it's on Spotify somewhere. It's, it's worth a listen. It's fun.
1: Rocco <laughs> probably has 10 copies.
2: <sighs> <sighs> I wish I saw. I might have it somewhere, actually. It final. <laughs> Joey's in the ring and welcomes us to the ECW Arena for another rowdy crowd. Fonzie hits the ring, says he's here to cash in on a favor from world champion Taz. Taz arrives and gives Fonzie one minute Fonzie says Taz doesn't see eye-to-eye with RVD and Sabu, but Fonzie is the one in front of him. It says the fans all want to see Taz and Fonzie shake hands, cash in the favor, and make a new triple threat. Taz tosses the belt down, looks around to the crowd, and puts his hands out. But before they can shake, the triple threat hits the ring. Douglas Ransom on Taz can't cut it in the triple threat and isn't the real world champion. Taz says it's a simple thing to do, so Shane should just take the FTW title right here from him. But Shane says he doesn't want it. He's got enough gold. And Taz said, Shane does want it. Four years ago, he threw down a fake NWA title, and now he can throw down the FTW title, too, but he doesn't have the balls to do it. Fonzie says Shane has tiny balls, and Fonzie makes a comment about having sex with Francine using a microphone. <laughs> Douglas attacks, and the fight is on, and Shane whacks Fonzie. Candido and Bigelow jump Taz. Bigelow has a top rope splash on Taz. They load Fonzie in the greetings from uh, Asbury Park, but RVD and Sabu make the save to a big pop. And this is a very out of pocket wild uh opening segment, Jenny. What did you think of this fiasco?
0: I'm sorry. What was the favor that Fonzie was owed? the fuck what was he never even said it was like, You owe me a favor. Taz didn't even say, What the fuck are you talking about? It, it had was... to
2: be from what did he did he
0: there was no... I he not I can he must have helped
2: that. Taz with something and right. we're probably forgetting him I'm getting we'll find he... out.
0: Why didn't he say? Just why and why didn't Joey say or somebody Taz somebody should have said it because it, right. it got lost the point. Well, that happened
2: again. That happens sometimes. At ECW. They're referencing yep. these random fucking things that we don't right. even see. You know, it's like. Yep.
0: And then Fonzie, somebody lets him talk a fucking gun on the microphone and says that fucking terrible comment about having sex with the vaccine <laughs> with the microphone. <laughs> like what the fuck? Um. So this was annoying, Matt. I don't even know what the
1: favor was, daddy. <laughs> uh, Taz uh, saying that he's going to choke Fonzie's chicken ass out was very funny to me. I thought that was mm. that was great. But yeah, this was kind of a mess. I-, I did like the ending where they beat the shit out of Taz because I feel like that's a thing you don't often see. Right. So yeah, that, yeah, that was different. So that was kind of a big deal. But outside of that, I thought most of this was a mess. And then it's just, yeah, I, I don't know what the whole point of it was. And like, why
0: would we want Taz and RVD and Sabu together?
1: Exactly. That that's the other thing too. Like, I have no desire to see the three of them together as a team. Considering Taz wanted Sabu to fucking acknowledge him for a year and a half. Now all of a sudden they want to be buddy buddy. I don't know. We'll see where it goes. But yeah. right now it's like eh, I'm not I'm not into it. And
2: we'll see. Fancy, I think they really. either, you know. Well, I think they really want to do this triple threat thing while they have like it lined up. The top guys. I think it's probably a way to ease Shane back in. He's right. probably not ready to, like, fight Taz one-on-one so they could right. hide him maybe in a triple threat. Um, Yeah, they could have added a little bit more with uh what Fonzie's favor was. I mean, we may just be forgetting. There might have been something where he helped him out or something like that a few weeks ago or months ago. Who knows? But All right, we get highlights of Candido Storm's finish from last week. We go to Storm and Bitch backstage. Storm calls Candido whipped. Tells him to get control of Tammy, and he pushed her to snap with a hot break chip. Heartbreak chick rumors. Tammy's exposing herself about other rumors now, and she ripped the clothes off another woman, so the rumors are true. Storm spent three seconds on his back with Candido's little woman on top, and that usually costs twenty bucks. So he saved some cash and lasted two seconds longer than Candido usually does. Candido can gloat, but Storm and Bitch were the real winners. I mean, Storm's just again like mm-hmm. on fire <laughs> with like just prodding Candido and um, these digs at Tammy and really laying it in thick. I, I've enjoyed it quite a bit. I think it's been a really good character switch for him.
0: Yeah, I don't know how much his math checks out on all that, but
2: uh, <laughs> <laughs> it
0: was at least entertaining. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's kind co- right. the storm like a character change. It's not that it's out of nowhere, but like the fact that he can speak on a microphone mm-hmm. and be entertaining, that's out of nowhere to me. Yeah, like that, that, that just it's like the, he switched they flipped the switch and it just happened yeah. overnight. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's really good uh francine is losing it in the nest shane is berating joey with a string of beefed up vulgarity francine says they're gonna leave to get clearance on (laughs) shane's arm and we'll do whatever it takes to get him back in the ring so we talked about it right a few minutes Mm -hmm. ago on the last episode you it feels like they're starting to push shane back into action out of the booth um Mm -hmm. and, and one more thing on the on the storm point too it's like he He's not like he's just being protected in backstage promos. Like, he's in the ring cutting this shit. So, again, Mm -hmm. it is him, like, doing the talking, you know? It's not like, true. oh, he's just backstage doing produce stuff, so. Mm -hmm. All right, we get a tasty match on paper, and our next one is Jerry Lynn takes on Mikey Whipwreck.
0: Fuck yeah, we do.
2: We ease in with some mat work into a flurry of counters and reversals. Lynn takes over with some hard punches out of a corner break, slams, and hooks a bow and arrow. Lynn slams him again, gets two on a knee drop. Lynn works a headlock as Joey talks about Mikey's history inside the ECW arena. Mikey mounts a comeback with a nice dropkick for two, gets an Indian deathlock, but Lynn fights free. Mikey chops away, but Lynn reverses to some chops and a hard kick. Lynn hooks a cloverleaf, but Mikey forces the break, and they spill to the floor. Mikey shoots him to the railing, slips inside, and flies back out with a pescato. Mikey goes up top, but Lynn drop kicks him off, and he falls back into the railing. Lynn goes up top, flies out into Mikey with a dive. Back of the ring, Lynn gets a near fall, but Mikey slugs back, gets a quick flurry for two. Lynn tries a whipper snapper, but Mikey shoves him off and misses a flying headbutt. Lynn gets a tiger bomb for two, chops away, hits a tornado, DDT for two. Mikey flips free, gets a whippersnapper, but Lynn gets his foot on the rope. Mikey then gets a top rope Rana, but Lynn hooks his legs as they land and cradles him for the win. Great match, just as you expect. It started modest, it ramped up, and got strong back and forth at the end. Just two great workers. The crowd was into it. Good use of Mikey. Could use a feud, as we always say, but I'm saying that for four years now. Uh, (laughs) Lynn could as well. Strong win for Lynn. Uh, who's been a great addition to the roster as they rebuilt the depth very quietly underneath. Uh, Jenny went three and a half stars.
0: Me too! Oh my god, it's like a dream match And the they just It's so perfect It's exactly the match that I wanted to see From Mikey All these years, months, weeks Days, however long it's been That we've seen a really good Mikey um, Where he wasn't getting His fucking ass kicked by Just Incredible So this is great This is perfect My little heart needed this little match And it was really well worked. Like they just flow so well. Just like it was beautiful to watch. And I almost went I almost went higher, but I did three and a half max.
1: I'm with you guys. Uh, three and a half. Great match. Uh, uh, Jerry Lynn. They remembered that not only that Mikey Whipwreck was a person that's on the roster, but Jerry Lynn is also yep. a person on the roster. Mm-hmm. Who I don't think we've seen since Heatwave, So uh, good that he's back. Two guys who right now haven't had much to do. So let's put them in a match together and let them kind of steal the show, which is pretty much what they did. I mean, this was super fun stuff. They work well together. At one point, there was a sick top rope tornado DDT by Lynn that turned Mikey into, like, a piece of fusilli. Like, it twisted and <laughs> condorted his fucking fusilli body. Fusilli Mikey! Fusilli Mikey! What's the deal? Uh, but, yeah, it was super fun match. Just awesome stuff. Uh, let's see more from these two guys together, please.
2: Hell, maybe even let them feud, dare I say it. Uh, yes. Yeah, maybe they won't. All right. Right back to the ring we go as Tommy Dreamer is slated to take on Jack Victory, but Joey tells us it is now a gauntlet match from Mr. Wright. And first, Tommy has to go through Danny Doring. Doring attacks at the bell. Tommy quickly turns the tide. Doring gets one on a cross body block, heats back up with a series of moves. Tommy comes back with a neck breaker, puts Danny in the tree of woe. Sets up Uo to drop, kick the chair into his face. Equalizer comes in the ring, whoever the fuck that is. Stands in the way, so Tommy <laughs> slaps him and then drop toe holds him into the chair in a fun spot. Victory, Jack Victory now comes in. Tommy, it's a cactus clothesline. They fall to the floor. Victory power slams Tommy on the floor. As Joey says, Victory gave New Jack a ripped groin to take him out. Victory oh kicks Tommy in the head, knocks him into the post. Mike Lazanski is here. If feels like he pops up once every two years. Uh, him Doring, and then Equalizer beat on Tommy on the floor. Victory has the guardrail, but Tommy dropkicks into his face. He follows out into the crowd and throws uh, Victory into there. Victory's bleeding. Tommy drags him back through the crowd, peppers him with weapons, including some drywall. Back inside, Tommy, uh, back at ringside, Tommy puts the railing in the ring, runs Victory into the post. Back inside, Tommy's a swinging neckbreaker, smacks Victory into the rail, tries to smash him with a chair, but Jack dodges it. Victory goes low. He crotches Tommy in the railing, and then pile drives him on it. Doring gets in and talks shit. And Lizansky and Equalizer also get in. Mr. Wright's in there. They all beat up Tommy and laugh. Doring says he's the best dancer in ECW. He asks for some music and dances. And that triggers out the BWO. They come out with a bucket of weapons. Joey calls the Blue Jack and Nova Stafa. BWO <laughs> clean house. Joey says, Meaty swings a tennis racket better than any other overweight person in wrestling. Great ticket, Cornette. Mm-hmm. Nova has a cap, uh, Captain America shield. He smashes everyone with it. Tommy's back up and he helps the BWO clean house. Tommy puts a shield on victory's nuts and slams it with a bowling ball to get the win. <laughs> the BWO a beats on <laughs> a bowling ball. A
1: bowling
2: ball! The BWO beats on right after the bell. Tommy rolls the ball into right's nuts. Jesus. Dreamer and BWO then hand out weapons to the crowd. And Tommy trades the bowling ball for hat guy's hat. And they dance. Uh, what? A, I mean, a yep. good dreamer brawl. I guess victory has been a low key fun addition as like the old school bar brawler uh, for hire. Wright's crew has a little juice, I guess. I don't know. He's pulling these guys out of the fucking uh, <laughs> out of retirement home, Lazanski and everyone else. I don't know, equalizer. Only equalizer I know is Dave David Sullivan. And yeah. yeah. Um good heat throughout the, I, I didn't mind the BWO save. Like, yeah, they're goofy and funny, but like Mr. Wright's crew is low-level street right. dogs too. So BWO fighting them is fine. Tommy gets a little revenge. Fun segment. I mean, it's classic CW where dudes just show the fuck up, and you know if they're going to stay around or not. Who knows? Uh, two and three quarters for me, Matt. This is fine. And Mr. Wright employing... I like Credible's, like, tiers of what he's got going on. He's got... Like, Jason's, like, his right-hand guy. Then he's got Nicole Bass and Chastity are in his tight, tight crew. And he's kind of got, like, this underling group, like, of Mr. Wright's foot soldiers that, like, work yeah. on the ground for him. And, like, it's not a bad little setup that they have here. They're like the barnacles on the bottom of the ship, the lower. Yeah, it's kind
1: of fighting the bums, <laughs> you know? Yeah. How the fuck am I supposed to rate this? Like, it was just, there's, there's just so much happening. Like, Lance Wright inexplicably is still a thing, which is the biggest surprise to me. He's fighting, he's clear. Dreamer's clearly fucking with Danny Doring to start this match. Like, he's teasing him. You got this random guy named The Equalizer, who I'm not sure we've ever fucking seen before. He just randomly shows up. Like, his gaggle, of, uh, Lance Wright's gaggle of misfits, like, Credible's crew—it's like an NWO 1998 size level of crew right now. There's like, there's like thirty fucking guys with him who comes out every match. Uh,
2: <laughs> it's like the hand in the Netflix. Uh, logo. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's
2: got all this fucking guy, or, or like it's like ninja, like Shredder, like, or ninja. Yeah, he go got all these, go. you know, all these. Uh, got the whole fucking Foot Clan with him for Christ's yeah. sake. Uh,
1: oh my god, the uh, the drywall. Uh, I've had drywall fall on me before. Let me tell you, that's not Shit. fun. So that probably tastes fucking- uh, like drywall drywall tastes like drywall weirdly enough but uh yeah i mean it was super entertaining it was very fun uh the bwo kind of end dreamer uh, dancing at the end was very entertaining to me so yes t- two and a half i guess jenny <laughs> sure i don't know i did two and three quarters for the bowl and balls
0: pot so <laughs> um yeah that was something um yeah, why does he have to wrestle Doring randomly? Like, yeah, just it was just too many things that had happened, and I thought that I had amnesia because I didn't know who the Equalizer was. And I'm no, we've like, definitely not seen him. I'm like Denzel. I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> and then they just brawl in the crowd. Somebody does the the Tommy does the fucking drywall spot. That was probably the best. I think that's the first time we've ever seen that. Um, gets. I don't know, it's it's a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. I do love a guardrail spot though, so um, extra bonus points for that. And uh, Blue Jack and (laughs) Staffa really, really, really popped me, so I don't know. I had to bump it up for that too. I'm I'm crazy in this match.
2: Going I can ninja hear going music. Ninja. No, I can hear
0: music. It's so great. It, it's it adds so much to our show, you guys. The music. It does. It does. Mm-hmm.
2: Who knows why it happens. Yet. Main event time. Masato Tanaka taking on Bam Bam Bigelow. Uh big boy match here. Bamber charges the bell. Batters Tanaka. Tanaka Bigelow. So what I'm used to. Batters Tanaka with a flurry of strikes. Tanaka sneaks in a back suplex. Bamber bounces right up, knocks Tanaka down, stomps hard on The crowd is buzzing as Bamber tries a power bomb. Tanaka rolls out of it, lays in some hard clotheslines, and knocks Bigelow outside. Tanaka meets him with a tope, smacks him with a pan, shoots him into the railing, flies back in with a chair. Tanaka gets another chair shot off on the apron, and then goes up top. Bigelow catches him with a spine buster. Bigelow lands a powerbomb, mashes Tanaka with a chair. Bigelow nails an avalanche, but Tanaka dodges another one, heads up top. Bigelow catches him again. Tanaka slips out of the greetings from Asbury Park, lands a flurry of forearms and a bulldog. Tanaka grabs a chair. Bigelow does as well. We get a duel. That ends with Bigelow connecting on two chair shots, but Tanaka recovers. Hits one. He gets a forearm for one count. Bigelow's bleeding as he battles back, grabs a table, and shoves it in the ring. Bigelow sets up the table, pushes Tanaka to the top rope, drives him through with a spine buster to block a tornado DDT. RVD and Sabu are in. They put Bigel on the table and crush him with a double top leg drop, t- double top rope leg drop splash combo. And Tanaka covers for the win. Uh, this was a really fun match. The atmosphere was awesome. As violent as you would expect. It elevates Tanaka to the big boys as well. Great finish with RVD and Sabu getting revenge and hitting an awesome spot in a really strong main event with good bumping and some hard-hitting offense. Jenny, I went three stars for this uh, fun little bout.
0: Three and a quarter, but God dang, I'm so tired of them being in every finish, to every fucking match. Like this, well, they're
2: haunting the triple threat right now. Yeah, you
0: know? I don't know, but I'm just tired of it. Like, I, I want something like just to be like done. Like, I really like both these guys, so I don't really care who wins. I just wanted something good. And I don't know. It was a great match until the finish for me. Yeah. Um, I love, I love how fast Bigelow is. Um. And how huge he is, and how well he bumps. Uh, he's and so he was funny. always
2: quick, but with the slim down weight, he's like really. He is. It yeah. feels
0: like just you know, just has this burst of speed to him. Mm-hmm. It's really unexpected. And Tanaka, who I keep trying to call Tataka um, <laughs> when I write my notes, he he is just as fun. Like they they're evenly matched, and he does the same bumping thing so well. And he he's so great. Like it's just so fun to watch. Um, and then that power bomb, man, that was awesome. It, I, thought, I thought the ring was going to break again. Um, so that's what I expect now from every Bigelow match. Mm-hmm. And then the chair battle is a little hard to watch even for me. So, um, three and a quarter, Matt,
1: I went three stars on it. Another great match here from Tanaka. Um, Bam Bam was a fucking mess by the end of this. Uh-huh. Like yep. I you don't, I feel like you don't see Bam Bam bleed a lot. Yeah, no, he's not a big bleeder. But when he does, my God, it's like it was all over, like, the back of his head. It was just (laughs) fucking nasty. But, yeah, another hard-hitting match. The chair duel was disgusting, like you guys said. But I think it was a chair shot that cut Bam open. But good – just super vicious. And, I mean (sighs) – I get the RVD-Sabu interference. It's, it's bam, bam. It's it's kind of what, if this is what they're doing, you're going to see RVD and Sabu interfere in any one of the other uh, triple threat uh, members' matches. I, I, I'm i guessing. So, I mean, I get why they're doing it. I, I would have liked to have seen a different finish here, but I, yep. I kind of understand why they did it. So, and it, it did take away from me, because I think, you know, with a better finish, this match is like really great stuff. So, I, I went three stars on it.
2: All right, awards time. Our best match is Jerry Lynn uh, versus Mikey Whipwreck for me, anyway. Yep. 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 Right, for worst, I went Dreamer Victory. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, best moment, I went with the double leg drop through the table on Bigelow from RVD and Sabu.
1: Hmm.
2: The bowling ball shot was pretty good. I got
0: to, yeah, I got
2: to go with the bowling ball. Most 90s, I went with a Heartbreak Chick. <laughs> Rob Zombie, yeah.
0: Rob Zombie, yes.
2: Uh, Rising, I went Storm, Lynn, BWO, Triple Threat. Mm. Yep. Yep. And falling, I went with uh, Wright's Foot Soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> the Foot Clan. The Foot Clan, yeah. Final grade is my favorite so far of the night. I went seven and a half out of ten. Um, the Whipwreck match was great. The main event was great. Um, some stuff happened, even the dreamer stuff was fun. So we had some more you know push on Shane. So I, I liked this episode quite a bit.
0: Me too. I did the eight out of ten, yo.
2: I went seven and a half. Okay. All right, one more episode here on this uh, night that we're gonna cover. We go to nine nineteen ninety-eight. Paul Heyman narrates a highlight package of the damage Just Incredible has done since he's arrived in ECW, taking on Mike, mm-hmm. Kipak, the great Sasuke, Tommy Dreamer, Jerry Lynn, and now Sandman. And Sam is looking for revenge in NOLA. That's where we are tonight in the Big Easy. Of course, the opening animation gets our weekly Monica Lewinsky joke in. Uh, <laughs> mashing up Monica with the Big Easy on, on the uh, graphic. Joey then welcomes us to the Civic Center just outside New Orleans. And he lets us know that November to Remember will take place on November 1st in New Orleans, Louisiana, at the Jeff Municipal Auditorium. and sets up the night ahead. So another new town for the pay-per-view. Nice. Nola does in the uh, list of pay-per-view crowds for us. Get a big rematch on June 27th as Masato Tanaka takes on Balls Mahoney. We get highlights from that match. We then start with two trading, some base holds on the mat. They shake hands. The crowd is a little restless, but Balls crushes Tanaka with a shoulder block. Tanaka cranks the side headlock, lays in some hard elbows, and he takes Balls down with a clothesline. Tanaka chops away. Balls comes back with a power slam. Balls slams Tanaka, goes up top, but misses a leg drop. Tanaka goes up. It's a missile dropkick to empty balls from the ring. Tanaka meets him with a pescado, but Ball shoots him into the railing and chucks a chair in the ring. Joey helps up November to remember on pay-per-view and in New Orleans. will also be available in Japan on Perfect Choice TV. Tanaka drains Ball's energy with a hard cha- a chair shot, clobbers away before heading back inside. Balls ducks a roaring elbow, hits a back suplex for two. Balls hits a great top rope fog splash for two. Goes right back up, but Tanaka catches him, takes him down with a superplex for two. Tanaka heads up, but ball stops him. Now he gets a superplex. Tanaka comes back with a roaring elbow for two, but ball super kicks him. Both guys grab chairs. They get swings and misses from both, but then balls destroys Tanaka with two chair shots. Tanaka no-sells him, takes a third. That puts him down. Tanaka comes back with three, just disgusting, gross, unprotected chair shots for Nair Fall. Uh, the chairs are bent. Tanaka goes up top but Balls, crotches him, sets up a chair as he wobbles around. Balls stacks the chairs, but Tanaka counters and loads up the Tornado DDT. Balls blocks and drives Tanaka into the stack of chairs with a spine buster. Balls whips Tanaka to the ropes, but he flies back in with a Tornado DDT on the chairs and picks up his win to stay undefeated. Balls and Tanaka hug after the bell in the ring. These guys have great chemistry. Uh, The match was fun. They do more than the weapon stuff, which I appreciate. It's not just a gratuitous chair shot. It's actually work a match around it. It was a compelling battle. I thought the first tornado DT was going to be it. So I like that ball's reversal. They were dead even until the chair fight. That part to me is still hard to watch, especially those unprotected chair shots. They're just so disgusting. Uh, Tanaka's been a great addition to the roster, though. Uh, Ball shows he's more than just a garbage brawler. He can add a value in the mid card. Uh, A true war, Jenny. I went three and a quarter stars.
0: Dude, I really, really, really like this match. Um, mm-hmm. I really like both these. Like, Tanaka has really, really gotten way up there for me very quickly. He's not been here for very long. Yeah. But all his matches have, have a little stank on him. You know, he, he just has, he's just so much I feel like he's so versatile too. Like, working this with balls, you can tell they have this great chemistry and And they work a really, really stiff match, too. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. fucking brutal. Besides the chair shots, which, yes, again, even for me, is hard to watch. Even though I love that shit, typically. Um, But I'd like that he wins the match with the Tornado DDT as opposed to the Roaring Elbow. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I find that to be an overrated move. Um and I would really prefer him not to be his finisher ever. So I really like the finish of this. And I did three and three quarter stars, Matt. Uh
1: I went three stars on it. It was a great match. What docked it for me is and it's rare that I feel this way about an ECW match, but for me the crowd at the beginning kinda heard mm-hmm. it for me. Like they were just fucking silent. And yeah, I mean really? like, They eventually got there, but, like, you go back and you watch that first match they had in the arena, and the crowd is just manic, like, the entire time, and you could tell that they were kind of feeding off of it, and, I mean, it was still a great match, but, I don't know, that ECW arena match, I think, kind of broke it for me, because I really enjoyed that, and this was still very good, Uh, the chair shots again, brutal, Tanaka just taking those fucking chair shots good lord mm-hmm. but yeah the power slam there was a power slam at the beginning that i thought was great and i'm kind of with you i think the tornado ddt does work better as a finisher like the crowd pops for it more than they do the okay. roaring elbow so i i think it works especially if it's on the chairs like it yeah, makes, on the chairs, yeah. yeah it makes
2: that nice sound to it too so uh three stars for me All right, Joey hypes up tickets for November to remember. We then get clips of last week when Fonzie wants to cash in on Taz's favor, leading to just annihilating both guys, (laughs) Francine losing into the booth and vowing to get Douglas cleared. We get clips from two weeks ago when Justin Credible wrecks Sandman with the cane after Sandman caned Jason. Credible and his crew are backstage. Nicole Bass smashes a beer on her head. Credible (laughs) says, Credible says he beat Sandman in his own home at the ECW Arena in a Singapore cane match. He doesn't need to put up with cigarette smoking, beer drinking, and cane swinging. Jason says he has contacts all over the world, and in New Orleans, he doesn't have to put up with Sandman anymore. Jack Victory comes in and tells him to shut the fuck up. He asks who he's got problems with. Jason pulls out a wad of cash, and he pays Victory to go handle his business. Victory asks him more and says he's not no jabron. He then says Credible's problems are solved from here on out okay shane and francine interrupt joey said they're sick and tired of being pushed around there's only one triple threat led by him and he'll prove he's back sooner than anyone thought he would be and fran says i told you so (laughs) brings us to our next match which is sandman taking on rod price who uh rod price who i would have last seen in global in the early 90s i guess jesus christ Uh, he he was definitely in texas for a bit he was um I remember him from PWI. He's one of those guys that was always in the rankings and, like, the indies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Different look here, though. Like, in, I think he was, like, a pretty boy in Global. He had, like, the blonde hair and everything. And here he's... um, um I don't know. He's bald <laughs> with a How would you describe zubik. him? Yes. He looks uh, like one of the FDR guys.
1: You beat me to it. I, I was ha- gonna say
0: FTR. He
1: sure. looks like FTR bald Nikita Koloff
2: with a touch of iron Sheik And bald bull. A little yeah. bald bull. And a
1: little bit yeah. of bald bull in there, too.
2: Yeah. All right. So credible and his whole crew with the ring. Joey has to figure out what's going on. Jack Victory is there as well. Uh maybe Victory's gonna delegate this match. Maybe Jason's getting like the, he's very confused on what's going on. <laughs> credible shits on the crowd on Sam Manny reveals the bald guy that's with them is rugged Rod Price. And he is uh, taking on Sandman tonight. Very random. Joey says, We haven't seen him since he was the California stud when he split up with Steve Austin and he won a powerlifting competition in Memphis. Quite the road here. What? Joey says, for, for five years, there's been rumors that Price is joining ECW, and now he's picked his spot and showed up. Well, finally. Good hype for a guy that no one probably knows. <laughs> right. uh, Sandman does his usual long entrance through the crowd, he's all fired up. Credible distracts Sandman, who chases him around. He allows Price to hit a clothesline off the apron, drives Sandman into the railing with a leg sweep. Price shoots Sandman into the railing. Joey says Arne Anderson's career ended due to a neck injury like Sandman may have from that bump. Price throws Sandman into the post, works him over in the ring with some basic hard strikes. Price shoots him back outside where Credible and Jason get shots in. In the ring, Price is pouring it on, gets him near falls with a focused attack, gets some shots from Jason as well. Sandman flips Price outside, follows him with some punches, throws a table at him. In the ring, Sandman keeps doling out punches and a headbutt to the nuts. That sends Price to the floor. Sandman pulls him back in and hits a top rope leg drop. In comes Jason with the cane, but Sandman DDTs him. Hits a cane leg sweep, and yes, I almost just fell off the chair. On Price, and then smacks him and Jason with chair shots. Credible comes in, and that allows Jack Victory to attack from behind. He uh, wrecks Sandman. Credible canes the shit out of Sandman until Tommy saves with a trash can. And speaking of zvelte, former fat guys, out comes the one-man gang, looking very slim down. From wow. his last Hakeem days, um, he's in. He's beating on Sandman, Dreamer, and Dreamer. Joey says, Jack Victory spent his money wisely on Rod Price and the one-man gang. Uh, <laughs> Spike leads out a crew from the locker room. They run off everyone except for Gang. Of course, we could all see where this is going. Yep. Gang is staring at Spike. Everyone's cheering on Spike. Gang beats him using his chain. Jason is bleeding. Spike comes back with a low blow and acid drop. He pins one-man gang. Apparently, that was a match. The ref counts as usual. <laughs> he counts any pin of anything, apparently. Yep. No matter who's pinning who, the ref counts. Yep. Um, anyway, all that, said, all that said, I like the match. I think Price had some moxie. Uh, he had some fun strikes. He'd work pretty well in this group. I like him with victories like barroom brawlers. Like These are the kind of guys that work well in this role. Credible needs some muscle. These two dudes can put on matches. They're not going to steal the show, but they're just going to go out and have a, a good brawl. Um, this, uh, this crew is fucking absurd. Uh, Sandman is molten over, cemented ECW God status. It doesn't matter what he does. A really fun vibe to all his matches. Uh, just a, a hard-hitting barroom fight. Um, Storyline finish is fine. Incredible using his crew. Good gimmick for him. He's got all these old heavies protecting him. Uh, the one thing bugging me again is, is other matches starting within matches, ending in place of the original matches. Like it just Again, why is Spike mm-hmm. pinning one-man gang to end Sandman versus uh, Rod price. Like none of it makes sense. Like it's like, we get an ending to Sam and price. So aggravating two, three quarters for me, Matt, you were
1: so damn excited about Rod price showing up after five years. you almost fell off. I've been hearing of- the rumors. And now he's here. Frigging chair for God's sake. Uh, yeah, the match was fine. Uh, I had never heard of Rod Price prior to ECW. He, he, I wouldn't have been able to pick him out of a police line. You need to go watch him as global stuff. I'll get right on that. Uh, I mean, it, Sandman, I thought, was great during this. I feel like the match took forever to get going. Like, his his entrance was extra long during this. But mm-hmm. I thought Price looked pretty good for what it was here. Yeah, and again, he was fine. I had no fucking clue who he was. Like, as far as I know, when I see this match on paper. It's like, oh, Sandman's going to kill him in a minute and a half. No, it turns out. Price is gonna be treated not quite as an equal, but pretty yeah. damn close. Uh yep. Lance Lance writes gaggle of misfits just keeps getting bigger. Like <laughs> we're just gonna keep adding people to it. Now one man gang is here of all people. Like mm-hmm. didn't have that on my uh, <laughs> <laughs> didn't have that on my bingo card. Not so big I mean, Mid South guy, you know, so it made sense, New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I didn't even think of that. That's a good point. Yeah. So, I mean, the match was perfectly fine for what it was. I went two and a half on it, but uh, then we have one man gang lose to spike again, So uh, Stupid. Lose to Spike giving uh, in uh, 10 seconds. So I, I like what they're doing with spike with this giant killer stuff. It's just the way they're getting there, I think is kind of weird. Yeah. But I went two and a half on the match, Jenny.
0: All right. Well, as Joey says, if you're a fan of Lucha Libre wrestling, too bad, because this is not it. <laughs> um, and it is not. This is insane. Like, I don't, I enjoy, I enjoyed Mr. Price, I guess. I don't know. Just, I don't know. He's, does he give off a little pit bull energy? I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's not crazy enough. A little bit. I don't uh, for that, but I don't know. I, I'm a little tired of just randoms coming in, but this is the nature of what it is. So anyway, I'll get over it, but it's fine. It was fine. It was a good fight with Sandman. Um I, I like the neck on the guardrail spot in particular. Mm-hmm. Um Dreamer coming out. That was that was good. I like I like a Tommy Dreamer run in, but um Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Three stars on the match, five stars on the acid drop.
2: All right, Douglas to Francina backstage. He says in the ECW arena this weekend, he will bring his triple threat and RVD and Sebu can get any man they want for a six man. He doesn't care about the doctors. He's coming and he'll be in the ring. Joey hypes the arena show and basically says Taz will probably be that third man. Uh, So that wraps us up. Awards time. Our best match uh, for me was Mahoney and Tanaka. Yep. Um, Yeah. Uh, Worst match, Sandman Price. But again, it was one of those ones where the worst match wasn't quite the worst match. Mm-hmm. Uh, best moment. I went Sandman's entrance. You know, they don't get that off in New Orleans. I thought they did well with it.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I mean, part of me wants to say one man gang showing up. because that, yeah, that was cool. Too. I didn't fucking see that coming.
0: Yeah, I was going to
2: go with that. Uh, Best uh, most 90s. I went unprotected chair shots and motherfucking rugged rod price.
0: Zoop. Zubas or whatever. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's it. yeah. that's also that.
0: I don't know why I always want to call them Zubas. I don't like this.
1: That's what Max. it looks like.
2: Yeah. yeah, that's how I've always said it. Stock rising, Tanaka, Mahoney, Price. I guess credible.
0: Sandman?
2: No. I don't know. I didn't have any stock falling. I thought I thought everyone looked okay. Yeah,
0: everyone did look good.
2: Mm-hmm. And I like this episode again, 7 out of 10 for me. Uh we really finished with two strong ones after a couple of uh softer to start tonight. So I thought we uh we're in a good spot. We still have like a month to get to November to remember. So mm-hmm. we got a lot to work to do here. Um uh, but I, I liked what we had. What did you guys have?
0: Yeah, I like this oh, sorry. I, I like this one too and um I did 7
2: out of 10. I also went 7. All right. That'll do it for us here in the Land of Extreme. We'll be back in two weeks with three more episodes of ECW Television as we march toward November to remember. Be sure to check out everything we have to offer at the North-South Connection on both this YouTube channel and any audio platform by searching North-South Connection. That's Jenny. That's Matt. I'm JT. We're out. Stay extreme. We'll talk Ever to you in a couple the weeks. The and...
1: and to the oh. new sound. Yeah. yeah. Everybody Vanilla is filled with the new jack. I'm gonna rock and roll the place with the power of the Ninja Turtle base. Man. You know I'm not playing Devastate the show what the turtles are saying Ninja, ninja, rap Ninja, ninja, rap Ninja, ninja, rap, 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 rap Go, go, go Go, ninja, go, ninja, go Go,
0: ninja, go, ninja, go, ninja Go, go ninja, go, ninja